This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Geraint Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Brought to you by Zwift, the indoor cycling app. Jump on your smart trainer and jump into Zwift. Kreuzer, or welcome. Tom, you work fast, don't you? Are you referring, G, to the fact that when we wrote your book after the tour in 2018, we did it in six weeks? Or are you referring to our new GTCC hoodies? Yeah, definitely. Well, you were good on the book, but yeah, I was referring to the hoodies. I thought you might have said cyclocross then, which I'm definitely not referring to. Definitely not. By the way, on, on the cyclocross thing, look at my, look at this picture I'm showing you on, on the oh. uh, laptop. Is that a broken... What can you see? Or a sprain... What have you done there? This is my left thumb. This goes back to the very muddy cyclocross, which we've referenced in previous episodes, when I had two falls. This one, when I went over the handlebars, um, at the time I didn't think I'd done anything. Turns out my left thumb is still incapable of doing anything that you want your thumb to do. As a result, I've got a slightly robot um, extension to my left hand. It may be a while till I'm doing any more cyclocross unless it's one-handed. Is it broken then, or...? Well, disappointingly, it's some sort of ligament damage, which no one gives you sympathy for. So I might just say that I've got a broken thumb because people seem happy with the idea of a broken thumb. Yeah. When you say, yeah, I've I've damaged some ligaments, they're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Sarstall goes on about her damaged ligaments from netball about 15 years ago. That wasn't her thumb though, was it? That was her knees. Ankles, actually. Apparently it's an aggressive sport. <laughs> I'm going to move away from the netball chat, G, and return to the hoodies chat because this is super exciting. We made the decision in the end, after careful consultation with GTCC members on social media, to go navy and not for your original suggestion of, quote, forest green. Yeah, I was slightly disappointed with that. Well, no, I, I really liked the navy, but it was just the fact, you know, it just came to me. I was just like thinking of colours, looked out the window, saw the green. It's almost a sign, but... um. I'm happy with Navy. And you get there out there on the sale now as well, Tom. GTCCstore.com. That's the thing. And if you want to guarantee yourself getting one by Christmas, get your order in by Wednesday, the 30th of November. It will absolutely definitely get to you in time for Christmas that way. It may still get to you in time for Christmas if you order other times. They're going to be on sale throughout December if you want to roll the dice or get something super nice and warm for early January. Spot on. Who are you buying yours for then, Tom? If I'm brutally honest, G, I'm going to get one and keep it for myself because the grey one has been a handy companion throughout the whole of the year, particularly now we're getting to the time of year where you'd like to put the heating on, but the price of heating means that you can't put the heating on. Um, Maybe I'll even double hoodie it at certain times this year. (laughs) There will be people in your life, or Welsh people in your life, I imagine, who will need cheering up at the moment. At the time we're recording this, things are not progressing brilliantly for Wales at the Football World Cup. And then I believe you went to the Principality Stadium on Saturday and probably at 60 minutes were feeling quite confident and enjoying yourself and thinking of some sort of renaissance under Wayne Pivak. And then the rest of the match happened. Yeah, times like this. I wish I didn't do a podcast with you, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it's not that it was much better for England at Twickenham, to be fair. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, not the best week for Welsh sport, really. But the World Cup, to be fair, is it's, it's just great that they got there, isn't it? Which... Is you don't really want to say out loud, but it is, isn't it? 64 years and all that. To get there is, is an achievement in itself. And obviously wanted to get out of the group. Still could happen. Unlikely, but, you know, I said we'd score three against you. Why not four? You never know. I like it. Stranger things have happened. But, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? And then I took Max to his first rugby game, as you said, in Principality, playing Australia. It was it was great, wasn't it? Plenty of tries. We were twenty odd points up, weren't we? And then slowly it all came tumbling down. Max was watching Netflix for most of the second half. <laughs> um, might have been the better option in the end, a bit less painful. But um he did well though, to be fair. He Max obviously three. We were sat with George North's family, so his two boys were there who were two and one. They had their grandparents as well just to help out. But seeing we had three kids, all under three. We were able to watch most of the game, to be fair, So, and even had a cheeky pint along the way, so can't complain about that, can you? Not too shabby at all. It feels from the outside like Wales at the Football World Cup are slightly like me at Northwest Cyclocross races, which means they get a pat on the back for turning up, but don't expect to see them in on the podium. <laughs> I wouldn't... I would, uh, 
that's a big that's a bit below the belt if you ask me Tom <laughs> like come on Northwest Cyclocross what whatever it's called compared to the Football World Cup I'm going to get you to one of these races one day when you finally retire and you're doing it for the sheer fun of it <laughs> you're going to come along to the muddiest race on the calendar which is probably Wigan in February <laughs> And you're going to you're going to enjoy it as much as I. Do. I'll be no good a Wednesday night in Wigan, mate, in February. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Arsenal now, you know. I'm used to this nice weather. Find it hard to ride my bike in the rain. Actually, to be fair, racing's different, isn't it? Once you get that number on your back, so I'm game for that, Tom. Sign me up when when the time comes. Definitely. Talking of good times, G. Our guest today is the last guest that we recorded in our very enjoyable time over with you in Monaco you were still very much in closed season he was also in closed season and I think it probably helped the overall conversation that all of us were two pints deep minimum when we started chatting (laughs) yeah so it should be a good one very insightful let's get our guest on Gee, I am delighted to announce that we have got Momentus back on board as a sponsor for Series 3 of the GTCC. Momentus, a little bit like you, G, are dedicated to optimising both the mind and body, and they're leading the way for high-performance seekers at all levels. Right, so for those not familiar with Momentus, G, tell us all about their flagship product. Yeah, so PR lotion is something I've used on my body for years, Tom. It basically delivers bicarb directly to your muscles via your skin and bypasses the gut, which I don't know if you've ever drunk bicarb, Tom, but that's a big plus. The best time to use it, I find, is an hour and a half before your workout on Zwift or out on the road or whatever you're doing. And it's not too sticky either. It doesn't get stuck in your hairs if you've forgotten to shave. And it definitely helps me train harder. All of this is true, G. It is actually scientifically proven to improve performance and decrease muscle soreness and helps you make all those training goals. If you want to get your hands on some PR lotion, Momentus are giving GTCC members, that's you listening right now, yes you, 25% off. Give them the code G. Just head over to PRLotion.com and use the code GTCC2022 to get 25% off today. Enjoy. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. in Polish right <laughs> yeah today's guest Tom is a man who I'd say puts super into super domestique but saying that he's also prolific winner in his own right like anyone would kill for any of these race wins so he's won world road race Milan San Remo Amstel gold twice Strada Bianchi twice one more win there and he gets a uh, sector names after him um so, welcome to the GTCC, my teammate. Right, well, you're gonna have to tell me how you pronounce this properly in Polish. But Michał Kwiatkowski, close, close, very close. Michał Kwiatkowski. Hello. Have another go, Jay. Michał Kwiatkowski. <laughs> Michał Kwiatkowski. You try. You try. Just to say it quicker. Michał Kwiatkowski. Mine was worse. Or Kwiato. It's just Kwiato. Kwiato and yeah. and we're actually doing this in person for you know it's becoming a bit of a theme this series, isn't it, Tom? I like it. And um, Michael, it sounds like this is your very first podcast as well. Is that true? Yes, that's true. And I'm uh, stressed about it. We've popped his podcast virginity, Tom. So we'll 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 go softly. (laughs) The first Uh, thing I would like to know on your podcast debut, Michael, is I'd like to know about G. Because in the course of his podcast, all the listeners have got to know him a little bit better. But what is he like as a teammate? To be honest, uh, you know, it depends on the, 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 the moment of the season, I would say. You know, because uh, if we're speaking about G now, and that's very different person to the, you know, to the hard worker that you see and focus person uh, when he's preparing for his big goals. And, uh, you know, obviously as a, as a team, and you always prepare, uh, prefer to see the off-season G. Uh, <laughs> but to be honest, you know, I admire him as a, 
as a you know as an athlete and the way he's doing things um, and trying to achieve uh, you know big wins it's 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 impressive so you know two, two different personalities with I don't know if that's good or bad <laughs> <laughs> split personality yeah it depends on the month <laughs> Does, from your perspective G do you need the, the off season to to be as switched on as you are in the racing season yeah. so maybe it's two sides of the same coin oh definitely yeah I'm it seems like guys these days are more just um, I don't know they're a piece of paper with writing on whereas I'm a coin you know I've got two completely different I need to be completely off to be really on and like you know, as we've said before numerous times it's not natural to be you know super light and um, to get to that is super hard so I've got to be super on it to be good you know it's really on the limit you know the weight is the biggest issue as I've said before like it's such a hard thing for me to I'm not naturally a GC rider really like you know some of the other guys Egan Pogaccia Vingegaard they're all like sort of naturally skinny boys yeah and born to sort of do that whereas me it feels like I have to be ultra sort of on it to, to get there and in order to do that I need to be off as well it's definitely got you know also as we've said in the past I like to enjoy my enjoyment in life is to enjoy the good things as in you know a, a good beer a good wine good gin and tonic Moscow Mule you know, any of the above. <laughs> um, and the weight comes on me a bit easier than others, but in a GC respect, not just in normal life. So yeah, it's um, yeah night and day between when I'm on it and when I'm off it. But Quieto uh, is a bit sort of similar, I would say. You know, you uh, Because I think it's coming also from from the place you're born. I, and to be honest, like I, I just can't imagine myself not being on and off because it, it, you know like i was born in poland and you you've got four seasons in you know you've got winter you've got summer you've got spring you know autumn and and the other guys i think from from different uh, you know parts of the, of this planet like you say colombians and and they they can ride their bikes every single day i just can't do it with minus 20 degrees you know even i'm trying it's just you have to you know just sometimes get fat to, to survive the winter I yeah. would say and, and that, that's kind of I wish I had genes. that excuse Tom I'm going to use that yeah. Yeah. Wales cold in the winter yeah. Tom <laughs> you will not survive <laughs> if you're too skinny you will not survive I think like for me as well like in 2021 I was I got pretty light quite early so I was third in Catalonia which is a big result for me that early in the season in a race like that because it's a, it's a hilly race and then all the way I got to the tour I kind of felt like Poor, I'm like you almost feel a bit more... I don't feel as robust when you're like fully race weight. You can only really be that for six weeks or so. That waiter knows I'm doing a podcast and he's trying to annoy me now. Cleaning a coffee machine, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's... I think it's changing as well. Like you say, it's where you're from, but like, you know, Pidcock has, an, has never had a drink, never had tea or coffee. He's sponsored what? by Red Bull. Explain that one to me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it's... Yeah, I think the mentality now, the young guys is a lot more sort of... I don't know, I want to say serious and professional, but, you know, we're on it when we're on it. But yeah, it's just a different, it's just different. Everyone's different, aren't they? So, I wonder if that means that they m may have shorter careers because to be that switched on all the time is really hard, Michael, isn't it? Like having, a, having an off-season where you have a proper off-season does let you then do that 100% focus when you need to. Yes and no. I think it's also coming from just a knowledge now and, and, and just, you know, they, they just know more about the recovery and, and, and the required training to, to perform. And, and I think back in the days, there was not so much science behind it. And, and just now the nutrition and, and the recovery and training plans, etc. is just like so much more precise and you're just not throwing, you know, the, the hours, you know, per week thing in, in, in to your program, just you, you're trying to plan it. And I think that they, they, benefiting from that area than, than I could do in in my early days of my career you know and I, I think when I started 2010 with with Kaharual, I had you know I was buying the the, the you know the, the polar watch myself and and I was trying to 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 base my training on a little bit on the heart rate but there was not such a thing as as you know the power meters and stuff like this so I think they they benefit they they can program well this season more than than we could do I think like the information is a lot easier to come by as well, like how to train properly and, you know, nutrition and, you know, social media and just, I don't know, word of mouth and everything. But I think to gain access to how to actually train properly, like juniors and 
young lads are just training properly now whereas for us you know like i did my a levels we'd go out you know randomly on a wednesday night or a thursday night you know jumping jacks or whatever you know <laughs> one pound a point there let's go there <laughs> but like, it's just different isn't it and um whereas now it's like fully serious and like i think that's a big thing as well really just younger guys just know how to train properly whereas before it was kind of like and beat you young you young enjoy yourself and then you get more and more serious and then you go in the pro ranks and it was more of a sort of progression um whereas now it's like you know young guys can just come in like remco and just win and be team leaders and so yeah i think that's a big difference as well really. and there's no easy races anymore there's no race you go to to try and well i i still do but you know you used to get fit or fitter um every race is just full on and hard now which sucks i think in, in every part of your life now you can basically type something in google and you have all the information that you can access and just learn everything yourself you know how to become you know a master chef or how to fix your car or I, I don't oh, know. you're good at this though aren't you like yes, Creato loves I'm his gadgets loves his like apps and his different things and he looks he's got 10 different weather websites that he looks at so i have heard michael that your <laughs> luggage at uh, a race a stage race is heavier than any other rider's luggage because of the number of gadgets in your suitcases true i would not call it gadgets i'm just well prepared for anything that's coming <laughs> okay. you know if 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 you will uh, you would send me from one race to another which i would not plan that before i would just be ready and in terms of you know just amount of clothes i have in my suitcase and uh cables for example i'm, ju I'm just ready to to charge any device oh yeah, i'm ready nice. for for any kind of weather so that becomes my my my, my suitcase becomes heavy yeah that reminds me do you remember was it the tour when you came into my room and you took my tv off the wall basically True. and we True. swapped tvs or something <laughs> <laughs> so basically <laughs> so, someone uh, that was uh i think someone gave you some instruction how to unlock your tv and i was, was watching locked. a movie one night there was yeah in you wanted to connect to your ipad or something to to your television i don't know and and you just reset the whole tv and <laughs> I, obviously i wasn't using my tv in my room so we just swapped the tvs in the hotel yeah. and then just sort of did the right thing and then suddenly i could watch a movie in yeah. english then so Correct. handy to have not Sounds just like on the, the bike. absolute ideal teammate ideal teammate no, I still can flick people and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that later, Tom. <laughs> but there's like other things as well. Just like, for instance, the DS will text you or speak to you two days before the race. Oh, gee, just just so you know, big crosswinds in this race, like kilometer 52 mm. to kilometer 120, big crosswinds. Then you speak to Creato, ah, I was on Veloviewer, you know, and there's, there's big hedges and there's a few towns and blah 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 and he's basically gone around veloviewer every 500 meters looking at different wow. points and he does his research like fair play like that's being professional as well you know he's he, he knows exactly what's coming uh, i you love that don't I, you I, I love to verify what <laughs> what what, what the is saying you know the yes is most of the time they're sending the the weather forecast like a week ahead you know they're stressing about the you know the crosswinds a month ahead of the, of the tour which is like oh, this stage of the tour that will be crosswind for sure and you know they, they but the wind and, and the weather forecast you you may you might only look ahead like two three days ahead and and that might change in the morning of the race so i just rather do it myself than just you know. So here's a question: Which DS do you trust the least? <laughs> I don't know. I think they are under big pressure, and uh, most of the time, the the senior management of the team they want to see the plan for the race, you know, and, and the weather how it's going to be. But an easy in it. It's an easy. Uh, everyone, everyone, everyone is under big pressure. Well, an easy was really good. I, I mean, I I haven't done a lot of races before. Um, Croatia with Nisi. Yeah, no, to be fair, he's really good. It's kind of weird, yeah. Tom, when you do, like, Nisi, he was, well, when did he finish? He was in the, so 2020 was his last season, and he rode since 2012 with the team, so I've been with him for eight years. Christian Knees. And um, it was weird when they sort of turn into a DS then, because you kind of, your relationship definitely changes with them. It's, in a way, like, you're still 
the same, but it's, there is a bit of difference, you know? Like it's Steve Cummins as well, for instance. It's almost like a player manager, isn't it? It's like someone you've had alongside you as a player and then suddenly they've got this role where they can actually control what you do. Yeah, yeah. But they, I think Steve and Easy have done it really well in that they still ask you, they speak to you like a, they value what you got to say and they kind of make a plan. And I think um, that transition has been really good for them. I'm sure there's some though that, you know, it's the typical one that forgets what it's like. Like suddenly they were a pro in, did their last race in October, comes February and it's pissing it down rain, really cold. And they're just like having to go with you for like, get to the front, you know, it's not cold, you know, skin's waterproof, all that type of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, they haven't forgotten that yet. Yet. Yeah. So I would like to ask Michael on behalf of all GTCC members, which are the best weather apps for cyclists? <laughs> to be honest, if if they are good with with the GPX, you know, so basically knowing where they're going, you can go to Epic Ride Weather okay. application. I think you can load the GPX uh, file into that app, and basically it will show you. You can obviously predict the the starting time, which is convenient. The average speeds you're gonna take, so exactly you will know. Um, all the information about the wind uh, in certain part of the of the course, obviously the 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 rain forecast and etc. So so I, I use that quite a lot. Yeah. And okay. And if you could only take one gadget with you on a mm -hmm. stage race, which gadget would that be and why? One gadget on the stage race, obviously, uh, is a phone a gadget? No. Nah, uh, something. I think we need more than that. Yeah. More than that, I've got. Uh, Swiss Army knife. Is, Have is you really? Is is that the? Yeah, I yeah. call it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so I get the Swiss Army knife from my, from my wife on my birthday a few years back, and I never seen such a big Swiss Army knife. You know, like <laughs> okay, right. Talk, talk us through every single device I, on there. It's got eighty on there, mate. At least it's it's <laughs> right knife. It 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 scissors. It's like. I would say the the, the three-digit number. I think there, there's so it? many things. Corkscrew. Yes. Obviously. File. Mate, these are the basics. Yeah. <laughs> these <laughs> these keep the going. This. <laughs> I can't believe what is it, what is in there. You, you basically you have I think even barometer. You can check the temperature and you, you add tooth stick like how you call it. Toothpick. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like crazy stuff. <laughs> obviously, Prepared, when I was mate. the first day I got it for my birthday, it was like so I tried to open everything. You know, at once, <laughs> I obviously cut myself. <laughs> I was bleeding. Oh, bad, bad memories. But yeah, I've got that with me. Actually, the corkscrew uh, is the best item in there. Yeah. <laughs> One thing before we move on from gadgets, the best thing that Kriat has done for the team, outside of racing, on the bike, he bought so the rocket machine. We had a rocket machine in the kitchen truck that broke. A rocket machine? It's like an espresso machine, like a coffee machine. Rocket. Okay. Rockets the brand. Breaks. So Creato, oh, so I, I'll sort it out. Buys this coffee machine, like, it's, it was expensive. It was, well, well into the four figures, almost five probably. Um, oh. And a grinder. Well, the combo of the grinder as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he's certainly generous as well. You know, he's he's always, it's hard to pay for a meal as well. Yeah. Creato always wants to pay. That's why we've gone to a really nice restaurant tonight, Tom. I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah, not paying tonight. I'm not paying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just uh, they're good attributes to a, to a teammate as well. But um, finally, another thing he brought to training camp, this was recently, like last year, he brought his PlayStation to Tenerife. Now, normally, nice. I, normally I'm just like, what are you bringing that for? You know, you're tired, you, you know. You, but we had this big FIFA competition going. Oh, and that was like epic. Who was the was best? Great. Oh, annoyingly, Dylan won, I think. Yes. Did he? Somehow. But he had, the he had PSG, I, though. He's yeah. Lucky, but, he? <laughs> what pisses me off there is, like, those guys, which they actually good in playing those games. They always come in and saying, oh, I don't know how to play. And like, oh, bandit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, then he was smashing it. Like, he won every, pretty much uh, every single match. Yeah. To be honest, I was a bit like that. But... I, <laughs> I, I used to play a lot as a kid, but I was like, "What well, are the buttons again, boys?" Like, and then suddenly I'm just kicking ass. I'm like, "Magic's yeah, back!" Have that, but I'd never. I forgot how annoyed I get. Like, I thought, you know, I just thought when I was a kid, and my brother was beating me, and I was just like, get really annoyed and throw the controller. Oh, mate, there were times when I almost like I was fuming 
almost punched the guy next to me. You went the full Cav. Oh, mate, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I just hated it. I just, like, Dylan scored another goal, you bastard. Like, Messi, just, you know, when you can't tackle him, you're like, ah, ah. Then he, like, <laughs> top bins. I'm like, you bastard. That was great. That was, that was good, though, because it gave us, like, yeah, it was something extra to do on it. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, like, when I start my, my career, I would say the first couple of years, I was tra- taking the, the PlayStation to the camps, and we were playing a bit of FIFA. I didn't see the point really in the last couple of years to take it. Just no time busy with many other things. But I said, okay, Tenerife, we might find something that that will be good for uh, for the team building. And uh, it was great. It was great. Apart from Ghana, I think we cracked him there. I think we ended yeah. his season there. That's why I had a bad few months after <laughs> he that. Did, yeah. <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> I don't think he won a game. He might have not even got a point. He was actually opposite. He was the one who actually might say he, he's, he, he might play well before, <laughs> before the game even started. So I'll be humble, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's when teammates work well together. Do we need to clear the air at all, even though it's four years ago, from the 2018 season <laughs> when the two of you um, didn't necessarily work as teammates at two different races, G? Uh, to be fair, it worked as teammates. Um, I just felt like the Polish mafia sort of flipped me <laughs> in one of them. <laughs> so basically, it was funny. So basically, um, before I tell this story, Golas, who was another Polish guy, he was in the team for how long was he? He must have been a good six, oh, he, he seven joined, years. No, he joined with me, so 2016. Okay. Two years, yeah. And then, um, so he'd been in the team for two years, but he retired end of 2021. It was one of his last races in 2021, because as we said at the start it's Mikau Mihao Mihao yeah which sounds a bit like Meow mm. to me and Teo always says Meow like everyone calls him Quiato but Teo likes to say Mihao Meow and then he said it to Golas one day and I was like what does he say like and then I, I was oh shit yeah they got the same name <laughs> after about six years in the team I didn't realise they had the same name but anyway different subject so getting on to this race it was funny like we were in Algarve I think I'd won the TT or something, or I was in the jersey. Greta was second, maybe, on GC, mm-hmm. following some moves. And then him and Golas end up in this move of, like, it was Th- a big group. 30 guys. 30 guys. And I was, like, behind, and I was like, well, I've got a teammate there so who's also second on GC, so, <laughs> you know, don't really need to chase. But at the same time, kind of want to bring this break <laughs> back. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? what are we doing guys on on the radio just like for the DS just so he can make the call rather than me and uh, I can't remember who the DS was but I don't remember either but but it's like about you know being in the DS that was one of those races you know or one of those scenarios when in every single race when there is like two leaders or you've got you've got the team and you're thinking oh just just, just stay in GC close you know just just in case you, there will be like stupid or crazy move if you follow then then we don't have to do anything and that that was one of those days actually when yeah. this actually happened and to be honest it felt very weird you know because like most of the time it's like the the, the second guy or whatever close in the gc even if it's in the right move the other teams should close it but that day it didn't happen so <laughs> i i remember Convenient. That, uh. exactly that we went across with Golash and we were like, okay, this is perfect. So I did my job, close, you know, being a threat for, for, for our rivals, being in that break. So the other guys had to close. I remember saying on the radio, gee, I'm not here to flick you or something. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. Be- be- because it wasn't my intention, you know. But to be honest... But then he said th- to Golash, hey, ride, mate. No, no, no. Ride like the wind. It, was, it wasn't like that. But uh, listen, that was one of the most stressful days in my entire career because I felt under big pressure because like if if I'm there if, if I would do something you know if I fuck up the race and it's on me like big time and <laughs> it was one of the hardest races and on the end I you know I won the stage so I kind of I get out of this race with 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 pretty much good feeling but I felt still shit about yeah because it was, it was funny as well because after the race or mid race Dan Martin comes up to me and his team start riding and I'm like what are you doing it now like the race is gone now but anyway we get to the finish I see the Swanee 
I was like, oh, yeah, did Greta win? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. He won the overall. So I'm like, do I need to stay? No, 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 you can go back to the bus. Ride back to the bus, get to the bus. It's down the, it finishes up, what's the name of the climb? Malhau? Or, it's like a three and a half K climb. Ride all the way down to the bus. No reception there. Anyway, uh, about 10, I'm in the shower, get out of the shower. Gee, you're supposed to have stayed up there for the presentation, for the overall. Like they have a, you know, first, second, third for GC. I was third. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, no. Then I felt really bad because I was like, <laughs> I'm like that, like... You snubbed it. Yeah, a little teenager that's proper pissed off to have <laughs> not even, like, you know, avoided the the podium ceremony. So now I was like, oh, no. Because I genuinely, like, I was disappointed not to win, but I was also just like, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's Algarve. Teammates won. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world. But then... Um, fast forward a couple of weeks then, so we're in Tirreno. And, like, <laughs> same thing, like... Well, not same thing. We we're both up there on GC. I was feeling really good. I was like, oh, this is a race I really want to win. I've come close before. This would be good to win. And um, we're at the top of this mountain. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm oh, feeling good here. I've got this. I can have a go with this sprint now. Like, um, Put it in the big ring. About K and a half to go in a bit of a flat section. I'll have a, I'll have a dig in a minute, you know. Unleash the fury. <laughs> <laughs> go to go big ring and just comes off the side. <gasps> Drop my chain. Creato sort of like look at me like uh, and I was like well you, you, you gotta keep going obviously because you know we still need to try you still need guys there stop get the chain on and I think it was through me actually it was it just got dropped he comes past starts pacing me and I'm sprinting to the line anyway like that goes I was like if I had just stayed in that group I would have taken the jersey and you know chance of winning would have been high and uh, I think it was like only the TT after that and um you took the jersey then, did you? It actually, I I took it probably on that day because we did well the the team time trial. I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did well the team time trial, and obviously, if you would stay in the group, you, we, you, even so, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> you you would be in the jersey, and uh, you know because your chain drop actually, I was the leader after that, and you know. I don't, yeah, that's uh, long story short. I mean, that, yeah, that yeah. Happen then in the TT, I was maybe sixth or something, and then before the TT, I was sixth on GC, and then after I managed to get on the podium, so that kind of felt a bit better. But then I was like, oh man, it was one of those races I really wanted to win and drop the chain. I was like, bloody, I at least could have had like you know, we could have just had a race on the TT, and but yeah, but, but I, I, I was saying after that that this guy gained the soldier. For 2018 tour, that, yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, that that will happen actually, and and I think whatever, I think I believe truly in that. Like Carmel always goes back, and even that happened, happened. So so fast <laughs> forward into the tour that year. Do you remember La Rossier the stage? So this last final climb was the first stage I won. It was like kind of shallow at the start. Dumoulin had attacked on the descent. We'd let him. Mickey on the Avies off the front, and he Mickey on the Avi in the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. It's kind of a shallow four or five k, then a steep section, and then another shallow four or five k to finish. And uh, we're running a bit low on the ground, and I think he, at this moment, we're on the steep section. It's Quiato, Egan, me, through me, and Egan's having a bad day. He swings out, so then Quiato's riding, and I'm sat behind Quiato, thinking, "This isn't ideal for me. Like, I don't really <laughs> want to. I don't want to ride." And so, like, I can see Quiato bobbing away, and I'm like come on mate yeah good ride come on come on keep going he's going he's going so you can see he's like getting more and more like closer to his handlebars chewing the stem basically just ringed him dry then if you see like when he swings off it was one of the done it a couple of times two or three times maybe max but like what he swings off and basically just can't pedal anymore and he's just like I remember once you threw your glasses away didn't you that was for throw me that what wasn't for yeah, you. Yeah, it was that was that was a couple <laughs> yeah, of years I'm before. Junkie, junkie. <laughs> but um yeah, just got the most out of him as I could and then he swung off and I was like, right, I'm just I'm just gonna go and that's when I attacked and then it ends up yeah, winning the stage the rest of history and that. But talking about teammates, like and as I said at the start, Kratos won the biggest one day races in the world that you can win, yet goes that deep for Yeah. Uh teammate, like in the tour, is pretty impressive really. Or was it just I for TV? Ju- I'm just enjoying drinking champagne after the stage. <laughs> and then there is no chance that I can do it myself. I go for someone else. I think that's 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 the reason. It's your job in a team to to support 
I mean, Garant wasn't the team leader in 2018, but you were the pretty quickly the leader on the road. But does friendship make an additional difference, Michael, at that point? Yeah, if someone's the dickhead, you 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 obviously you know you you've got that behind you know in the back of your head that that someone is like this. But before you you get into the race with such a person, you it, it's not really happening, you know. So I never really experienced that. That I had a teammate that I don't like. I I, I don't think I, it's just like assuming that I would be like this. But we, you know, like we we have good mates, you know, in the team. So so who's eleven? Whoever's leaving, uh, I mean, leading in our team, it's it's a good fella, you know. I, I would say so. So they they most of the time they earn this thing, and and it's not that you can become leader being a asshole, you know. So most of the time is a is a good person, is a good teammate. Even like when it comes to like not even being like a knob, but just like if you like someone compared to just getting on with them, that makes a big difference as well. Like. Well, for instance, like Carapaz, like he was in our team for a couple of years. Like I liked him, didn't dislike him, got on with him, and but we never really had that real bond. And I'm sure subconsciously now, like you'd never go out on the bike and like do less than you have to. But I think if you like someone, for sure, you you can do that a little bit more. That'll probably be the headline now after you, that you, one. <laughs> but like, but it that's makes, how it, it is. Makes, that's just it makes human sense. nature. That makes sense to me because. Because of all your different motivations, like we've seen riders on different occasions being inspired by different things, Michael. And sometimes it's it's the glory of, of riding. Sometimes it's a stage win, and other times it's thinking about um, like Hubert um, Uhl in the in the tour this year was thinking about his brother, wasn't he, who died? And people find their motivation in different places. And, and love and friendship is a very powerful driver. Obviously, you know, like it's natural that if 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 someone is, you know closer to me I would know that this guy's gonna win that race you know and obviously with G staying around him you just know this guy is going for glory and if you don't like the person you have no clue that he's he's going to win something even you, you know you're popping on the race he's the leader okay okay I will do my job but you have no other information apart from that he's the leader he's good and with with the friend, you just know he's on it. He's caring about. He was preparing for a couple of months or years for, to do that race. So, so you just closer and you're on the same mood, same same path to to just you know win a big race. Here's one thing that's just come to me now. Like I've never even thought this, but you know, in the tour when I won, and we've said in the past, you know, through me was still allowed to go and try to win the race, basically, basically attacking me. Like even on what was it Porte? Porte. What was that like? What were you thinking then? You know when the team are kind of like, through me can attack, but I don't know. It was a bit like there was no real call or anything. It was kind of just up in the air. Oh mate, I, I was I was on the side to to just you know try to I was trying to explain to through me that I think in that that moment like I I was really caring about the the the, the team result as well, not only about you but like f for me the. The keep on trying thing from from Chris it was kind of you know like too risky because we we could lose it the the whole race so so I I thought that you know he can become even he can gain like people's love by helping G straight straight from the gun just just sacrificing him out straight away than actually trying to to win the race I that that was my thinking but obviously for me, he has uh, you know winner character, so it's not easy to 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 show him those things, you know. But but in my opinion, that straight from the gun, he he was the one to to win that edition, and uh, for me, just wasn't really ready to to take another one. And and but yeah, if if you have such a you know athletes around you, they they obviously they see only one goal in the front of them. Yeah, because I come in like. Obviously, I was in the position of being a leader at that point, but years prior to that, I'd been in exactly the same position as Criato, and you just want to win the race. Like You're basically, especially Criato, as we've said loads of times, he wins races himself, big races, and then commits his season, or his couple of months, sorry, after the Classics to helping the team win the Tour. So the thought of like 
having sacrificed all that, sacrificed your own chances for winning stages, like doing all this and that. So, yeah, the thought of like losing it because of a bit of inter team stuff, or you just want to win the race, don't you? And you want to put your bets in the, the card you feel you know, most. I, guess. I, I was a bold that I, I didn't care actually if it's through me or, or G you know, never it, about favorites or anything it, but it, it, it was all about the doing the right thing basically and and the right thing was like this guy earned the, the respect this year he was flying you know at the common the races before he earned that to to become you know number one leader and there was no that you know about it that is one of the unique things about cycling isn't it like Garant, you love your rugby and maybe rugby is the only other sport where it is truly a team in that if you have two or three great players in the rugby team they're not going to win the rugby world cup because you need to have a great set of forwards you need to, you need to be have a strong a strong set piece and all those sort of things whereas in football um you can get a long way by just having one extraordinary talent can't you like if you take robert Lewandowski out of the poland team it's a very different team but cycling you Harland need out of man city they're shit mate Possibly not, <laughs> but it is that special thing about cycling where every one of you on a on a grand tour is absolutely essential to the overall success of the team. Definitely, and you know, like uh, you know, the the people around me was always pointing me that out, and I truly believe you always have to care about your your teammates on and off the bike. So basically, there is no winner without the team behind it, and sooner or later, uh, the karma will come back to you and 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 yeah obviously that's why you know even i still believe that i can win more races more classics um you have to just to 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 be in that bubble to 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 have possibility in that team to 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 be allowed one day to to win big race you have to earn your part and just in the moment you're not ready to to win just help the, the others and uh, in the moment I will be ready to win the races, they will help me out. But, you know, it's, it's most of the time you, you're losing more races than, than the, the, the cycling car that is huge. So you have to understand that, that you have to be willing and ready to, to, to help the, the others. So, G, we've probably talked too much about your big year in 2018. Let's talk about some of Michael's big wins. Amstel Gold this year in 2022. Like, I can't remember a tighter race than that one so when you crossed the line mm -hmm. even the organizers have called it for benoit cosnefroy yeah did you know when you crossed the line no not at all i thought i lost it because i cosnefroy was just next to me and he start you know celebrating so i felt so bad because it was on me i, w I was only there in that move to win the race because the tom was in the in the move behind so i had no point you know, no interest to, to bring him to the finish line. And my only interest was to win the race. And when I heard I lost it, I said, no, I, you know, that was my responsibility to win that race. And I was terrible feeling. And then one minute later, oh, I, I don't want to be in the skin of Kostnefort in that moment. He just... You've got I, a massive smile on your face as you're I telling had, us yeah. this. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just funny, you know, like, oh... Yeah, I think to be in Cosnefar's position there, it's got to be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, the adulation of being told you won and then a minute later, oh, actually, mate, no, you didn't. He did. You know, like, wow. Terrible, terrible. I feel so bad I mean, for him, don't you? Actually, he, you know, on the press conference, then he, he was actually all right. You know, I, I would be, I think, angry, you know, at, at the yeses, because that, that, would, that was the... The person, I think, he just heard on the radio that he won. So that was the. You the believe it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's definitely worse than celebrating, thinking you'd won or oh, I don't know. What's worse, that or you know when somebody crosses the line thinking they've won and celebrating, they're like, "Oh, mate, there was actually someone two minutes up the road there that won." <laughs> <laughs> they're both pretty bad, actually, aren't they? It's a mess these days in the in the races, you know. Like you know, we reduce the amount of motorbikes and stuff like this, but. Some some races you just don't know where you are. I heard yeah. about words this year and stuff like this. So, I mean, it, it can happen, but obviously, it's our job to know. 
I often wonder, Michael, looking at your career, because you could have been at another team, you've signed a new contract with Ineos, so you're going to have been there 10 years by the time that contract comes to an end. And clearly it's worked out for you, but there might be an alternative version where you've gone to another team, mm -hmm. and with your abilities, you're a team leader. So why has the situation at Sky and then Ineos worked for you? I mean, be be because I've got support when I'm ready to win the race, I've got 100% support in that team. It's, it's not doubts about it. So... Basically, if I would choose another team, I'm not sure I would have that support all the time. And if I actually, I would need it because my, you know, my condition, uh, I mean, it, it's generally, it, it depends on, on very different things, you know, like you just can't be performing for 10 months. And to win the big race, you just have to be on and off in my opinion and and you have to aim those those uh, those races so um i don't think that, that i would benefit from that you know just just keep on trying 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 uh, i just need to be surrounded by the team when when the time will come when i'm ready to win the race they will support me but when when i'm not ready to win the races i i want to feel useful to win the, the races with with the other guys so it's not only on me because I, I still want to, you know, I, I'm valuable teammate when I'm not 100%. I can help the others win the races. But I think in any other team, I don't think I, I would have that ability, you know. It, it would be on me, but we would not win so many races, I think, if, if, if I would be someone else teammate. I, I, I need, you know, strong, strong riders around me. It's a good point, actually. I think, you know, when before I turned into trying to win GC, uh, Grand Tours, I think um, changing your role in the team is actually like, you know, they say change is as good as a rest. So you can be for yourself up until the classics and then, okay, I'm working for the team now until after the tour. And then, so you're still obviously going well, but mentally it's a bit more down. You know, you're a bit more chilled. Like There's a lot le less pressure. Like, because right, like when you're a team leader, like, it's hell of a pressure, really. Like you got eight, seven or eight, six, seven, eight guys all riding for you. You got the plan for the day is for you. You know, going into the race. You know, there's a lot of like pressure. You know, there's a lot of things, stuff to carry on you. And so switching then to being a more of a team role, you're still riding really well, still going really well. But the pressure's off almost, and you can kind of do this other role. It's still a lot of pressure, obviously, but it's different. And then you can kind of switch again and you know, go to the worlds and stuff as crowd does and think that it's a good way of doing it as well. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you would change the team, I think, you know, winning winning GC and Croatia would change your life. I I don't think so. You, you always think about how you can change your Palmares, what, what, what inspires you, what, what, what motivates you. And you always think through those couple of races during the season. So it's so, so obviously G... You might think about another tour, I don't know, but and th and then you collect the team around, uh, you know, switching to another team when there is no possibility of winning the biggest race in the in the race calendar. It's it's not really my point or your point either. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, that's not motivation. The last thing I would like to know is what it's like being you when you go back to Poland. So for you, Geraint, Wales is a is a nation that loves various sports but has taken you to their heart with everything that you've done down the years in cycling. So for you, Mike, when you go back to Poland, you know, a country that loves football, it loves track and field. What's it like being a superstar cyclist in Poland? A uh, superstar, I mean, uh, you know, it, people know me and it was huge. When I, when I won the words, like, uh, you know, even just random people start to have an interest in cycling. I don't think we have that boom anymore. Like there is not such a thing as boom for cycling. It was kind of that we had those couple of years. And now, obviously, you know, the people, I don't think they follow cycling that much, especially they don't know how I look like without a helmet and sunglasses. So <laughs> it's, I think that I enjoy that life, actually. Uh, so being a even I struggle with that, though. See some bike rides, and I'm like, who the hell was that? It's like, oh. That was through me. Like, well, not through me, but, you know, it was someone like, I was like, bloody hell, like, yeah. It's so different, isn't it? Racing, all in kit, glasses, yeah, helmet. Definitely. So, so actually, that's a good part of 
cycling. I mean, we we still feeling normal, you know, like you can still walk around the city or stuff like this and be unknown person, and and that's that's great, you know. Uh, in my opinion, in being a football player must be hard. M maybe you know it brings you more money being in that sport and stuff like this, but your private life is gone. Also, everyone thinks they know how to play football, don't they? <laughs> so they can always tell you like that's the good thing with cycling, like especially in Wales, like you know because uh, rugby is massive in Wales. And, like some of the stories I hear from some of the boys, like you know going to Tesco, like shopping um, supermarket to get some food, and people are stopping them, telling them, "Oh, you should do this, should do that." I'm like, <laughs> can you imagine that in cycling? Like, oh, I can't believe you went to the right there. What, like, what were you thinking? Like, if you'd gone left, there was you know blah blah blah, and like. So we're kind of lucky, really, with, yeah. with all it's, that. It can still be like this if you go to some places in Europe when all the teams going for the training camps, and and then you go to the supermarket. There's all amateurs around around you looking at your basket, what you having. <laughs> so, but yeah, we we popular in in our own world, I would say, which is great. And finally, Geraint, there'll be a point where, because you are the longest serving member of Sky slash Ineos, there'll be a point whenever you decide to retire when you will be passing that, that baton to Michael. Really? When did you join? I joined 2016. And that's oh, no. But then his contract, your contract goes till 2026, does 20, it? So you'll have, yeah, 20, you've got a guarantee 10 years. True. That is a long time, yeah. Any long. tips, G? No. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing obviously doing something right <laughs> that motivates you being the longest member of the team um, <laughs> it's kind of funny though isn't it like everyone seems younger and stuff now but I think it's just me getting older isn't it <laughs> it's a bit of both but um, it is strange to have been here for so long like because from the very start in 2010 when Sky started there's only me Dave Brailsford who's almost kind of He's head of Ineos Sport now, like he's less to do Promotions with Promotions, left, right and centre, yeah. Yeah. Rod had his little sabbatical in, you know, Middle East somewhere. You know, uh, oh, Slarky. Slarky and Carsten. So Slarky, the best driver. <laughs> and The best driver. <laughs> the best, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but, um, and then Carsten. So there's only four of us that have been from the very start. So that's kind of weird, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got nothing for you. Sorry, mate, but just keep doing it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy. That's it. And if you start thinking about so much ahead that you ca start counting years, it's not the way to do it. No, definitely not. You you just try to enjoy your your day. What's tomorrow? Yeah, that's been a big change last four or five years. So it would be interesting to see what the next four or five bring. Really, like, yeah, you know, you know, disc brakes and everything's fast. You know, aerodynamics. You know, as we were saying before, everyone's like knows how to prepare properly, training, nutrition. Yeah. And I, I think that our team is in in the transition at the minute, you know, with, with different leaders, you know, obviously back in when I joined the team it was very different, you know, the what motivates the, the overall what was the success of the team. It was basically a Tour de France and, and that's it, you know. And and now they see a lot of different things uh, that you can achieve in cycling. And I think our team at the minute is at that transition um, phase, uh, which is actually great to, to see it being part of it, you know. Gee, should we finish by both having a crack at the correct pronunciation of our guest's name? Because I'm very conscious I've been calling him Michael throughout the pod, don't, which is don't, incorrect. Don't, don't make it too complicated. I have people's people should know me as Kviato. If you start <laughs> trying, keep trying, uh, Kviato, that's simple. I thought you were going to order another gin, gin and tonic then, mate. Not, well, we can. Not I'm <laughs> yeah, come on in. Okay. I'm going to go the Teo uh, Gagan heart route and go for uh, a Michal. Oh, got a little nod of approval. It's, um, Teo normally is much louder. So <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Mi Michal. 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 Michal, yeah. I nice. think I was closer. We how can we have your Geraint, please? Geraint, Thomas. I mean, what, what do you mean? We <laughs> how can we have your credit card, please? Ah, ah. Got to pay a bill. <laughs> oh, cheers. No, Thanks no, for coming. Not understand, understand. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. The first time uh, 
Yeah, that's the first, just first podcast. First just podcast. stick to this. Yeah, the, your best one and only. I'm not, I'm not sure that will... Is it, is it good enough to go live, you think? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. We've got a good editor, producer, yeah. If you want to add some spice, I can... Oh! <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do an extra version. <laughs> I can recall something at home, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it called that everyone signs up for now? That extra thing that you pay for? Set up a Patreon, Tom, and, you know, be the X-rated version of Michal. Bonus content. Exactly, Only yeah. for subscribers. Yeah. Can we vet up, the subscribers? <laughs> no, no, we can't. That's, that's the deal. We team bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Ineos team bosses. Okay, we'll ban Dave. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Thank you. Tom, we've got a new sponsor for season three, and I think we're all going to benefit from this one. Yeah, we know how much you all love coffee, especially on a bike ride. So we've only gone and partnered up with Origin Coffee. Not only that, but we've got you a very chunky discount too. Not a bad start to the season from our chairperson. Yeah, gee, I'm on it from the word go, you know that. A little bit about Origin Coffee then. So they're pioneers in sourcing and roasting some of the highest quality specialty coffee on the market today. In fact, they launch a new coffee every week. Right, so how are we getting our hands on this to taste then, G? Well, I've already done that for you. I've tried Resolute. I would describe it as chocolate, stone fruit, bit of caramel. Have you just read that off the label? Yeah, but I did choose it because it's no nonsense. It's just a classic proper coffee, you know? If you want to try Origin Coffee, just like G, you can get 30% off all coffee and pods by going to origincoffee.co.uk and using the code GTCC30 at checkout. All online orders are roasted and shipped the same day, and they have a rewards program, so customers can earn points and get cash back every time they shop online. That's code GTCC30 at checkout. Go and get yours today. Enjoy. Tom, Zwift are back for their third season sponsoring the GTCC. Which means our Wednesday 6pm group rides continue. Exactly. Just hop on your trainer, open up the Zwift app and join the group ride. You get to ride alongside us, all our club members and wear the in-game GTCC jersey. And if you're new to Zwift, just go to Zwift.com to start your free trial today. During this season of the pod, we're going to be walking you through all the new stuff we've been trying out on the app. Just think of us as your testing team. So Chairman Tom, what have you been trying this week? This week, G, I have been riding headfirst into clubs on Zwift. Did you know you can join up to 10 clubs and you can have up to 10,000 people in one club? There's also a new recommendation setting too to help you find them more easily and find like-minded communities. In your club, you can create club rides, races, structured group workouts. So I reckon, G, it's probably about time we got an official GTCC club going on Swift. We'll be able to send you all notifications to keep you in the loop about what's happening. Sound good, G? It does indeed, Tom. Massive. See you all Wednesday. Right, Tom, time for any other business. And in recent weeks, these sort of turns into more of a Q&A, haven't they? Mainly focused on food. So any other good questions this week? Heaps, G, heaps. Here's the first one. This is from Holmesy. Holmesy says, you have to give up either chocolate or cheese. You can't keep both. So which would it be? Uh, I think that's quite easy. Chocolate. Uh, no, cheese. <laughs> I, oh. I'd give up cheese. Yeah, without a doubt. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, like cheese. It's nice, but chocolate. Come on, like, they're not giving up chocolate. I'm slightly surprised, I've got to be honest. Really? Well, I'm just, you know, you're a increasingly a mature athlete and cheese strikes me as the sort of mature <laughs> palate choice. Uh, well, I do like a cheese, you know. I like a good blue cheese or, you know, a bit of mature cheddar. Or a brie. Oh, brie and grape sandwich is always nice, isn't it? I think you're changing your mind, even as you're listing these cheeses. My mouth's watering. Or burrata, Tom. Burrata. That's the best oh. cheese out there, I would say. Bit of salt. Lovely, that is. I remember in Italy, when we were there in, like, on the academy, 18, 19, before a race, we'd have our pasta, and then they'd bring out just a big ball of, it was mozzarella, but, you know, burrata's similar, isn't it? With, like, parma ham, and we were like, what the hell is this? Like, just a lump of <laughs> cheese, like, but, um, oh, yeah, 
That's a good one. I think there is something, G, in the fact that since I asked you Holmes's question on his behalf, you have listed multiple cheeses, but not a single chocolate. <laughs> well, this is like my cheese funeral. I'm just saying goodbye <laughs> to him and, you know, reminiscing about the good times that we had together. That sounds like a new show on E4, my cheese funeral. <laughs> uh, well, talking of cheeses, this leads us quite nicely, G, into our second food question of the week, which comes from Joel Wood. And Joel Wood would like to know your favourite pizza topping. Oh, um, I like a good just standard pepperoni, although mm. I do like a bit of um, crudo, a bit of parma ham. That's my favourite, I'd say. What wouldn't you have on a pizza? Well, I know where this is going and I would definitely have pineapple. You would? Yeah, I don't see what the fuss is about. I can't be a good Hawaiian. Lovely that. I like a spicy pizza. But pizza of choice would be, you know, parma ham, rocket, shavings of parmesan. Although I've given up cheese, so <laughs> a bit of Cadbury's maybe. But um, yeah, that would be my favourite one. Do you find when you're ordering pizzas, it's a bit like the curry or Chinese thing where... You look down the list and you briefly consider everything mm. and then you very quickly order the thing that you always order every single time. Yeah, I try to mix it up a bit and it really annoys Sarah. Not necessarily so much with pizza, but you know, if we're in a different place, like when we were in South Africa, I went for like the buffalo or something instead of like a steak and it was a really nice steak restaurant. And then she gets annoyed with me because I'm like, yeah, it's all right. A steak's probably better. She's like, we come to a really nice steak restaurant. Why don't you just have steak? It's like, well... Well, I know steak's better than buffalo now. <laughs> exactly. Can't argue with that logic. So I won't order it again. But talk about back to pizza briefly. We used to have, we used to, we still kind of do every, between Christmas and New Year, we have a Domino's Christmas night. Oh. So about 10, 12 mates come round with their better halves and we have uh, Moscow Mules and Domino's Pizza and just <laughs> it's order. It's a combo. Yeah, it's a good combination that. And, uh, we just order like all different types of pizza then, you know, so everyone just gets stuck in. You can have different slices. And uh, the best one was cheeseburger pizza. What? It was unbelievable. Oh, what did it look like? It was like minced sort of beef. So it wasn't oh. like burger patties on it. It had a nice burger sauce type thing. It had a few gherkins, bit of melted cheese. Oh, cheese, those are the good times. But... <laughs> So yeah, that, that, they're always a good night. You know when you can just mix and match? That's a nice touch. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on that one. The bit where you can have two slices in one box, see someone else's box, legitimately reach and have a slice of theirs. Mm. It's not going to lead to a punch up. It's all part of the vibe. Exactly, yeah. And then the Moscow mules are just flowing. Great. It's super. In Italy, actually, going back to Academy days again, there was an all-you-can-eat pizza place. I think I might have told you about that. And we, oh, that was, that was brutal. These were massive and we just... Well, it was probably just a set menu, but we treated it as all you could eat. And they just kept bringing them out. So we just kept eating and eating. Then the next day we had to do this test at Monte Serra, this big, like, famous climb where all the pros used to do their tests and stuff. So we were riding out there, everyone going back to Rod, who was on the motorbike, like, yeah, I don't feel so good today. And everyone was just feeling sick and felt terrible. We were all great after four hours, but the test was after about two. So we all did terrible, but yeah. So don't eat too much pizza, guys. <laughs> and finally, here is a cycling-related question going from our GTCC members. This comes from Alex Muse, and it sort of ties in with what you've just been talking about. Alex says, on our Alt Route event in the Alps last year, I had too many gels and energy bars, and it ruined my gut. Cue a roadside stop mid-event. And so Alex asks, have you ever been caught short mid-race as a result of something that didn't sit too well in your stomach? Oh... No, not really. Not in a race. We always tend to eat three hours before, don't we? And we all kind of get used to the gels and stuff. But I'm sure I told you about my little pit stop at Cat and Fiddle early one morning yeah, before the so. pub was open. But we won't get into too much detail in that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's definitely a good, yeah. Don't be doing a Paula Radcliffe, guys. And like, you know, make sure you get those gels. Get used to taking the gels because you have too many of them if you're not used to it. It's Never going to end well. There is a reason, G, isn't there? Well, very few teams have white cycling shorts. <laughs> yes, there is. There is. Finally, Tom, a big shout out to Mark Smith, who represented the GTCC in the last round of the Guernsey Velo Club Cyclocross at the weekend. That's a tongue twister in itself. He came second overall and was the first Grand Vet, which I'm guessing is what, 40 plus, Tom? I reckon that's slightly more. 
I'm aiming for Grand Vet. Oh, Grand. So that's what, what he's like 60s or something. Potentially. Okay. Well, good job, Mark. Massive shout out. And he even sent it some, it sends in. <laughs> that's the worst sentence you've ever read. <laughs> he, <laughs> he even sent in some before and after picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I really need to sleep. Yeah, go and have a look on the GTCC Facebook group. And Mark, even managed G not to puke in a bush at the end. He is so much the better man than me. Well played, Mark. Yeah, and it's nice to hear about some people winning the GTCC jersey, isn't it, Tom? It is indeed, G. I'm aiming for that, as you know. Um, Remember, everyone listening can race for the GTCC, regardless of where you're going to finish in a race. We'll just be so proud to have you repping the club. All you've got to do is change your settings on British Cycling. The GTCC is in there on the drop-down menu. Search for it, add it maybe as your second club. If you've got a first club, fill your boots. Lovely. I'm off to order a pizza. See you next week. I might have some chocolate. See you then. That was the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Thanks to Club Secretary Louise Gwilliam, Heads of Music Emma Hickman and Frank Beecher, Head of Social Archie Biltcliffe, and our Honorary President Mike Carr. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Crowd Network. A place where you belong.